You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Happy. I can't even say anything happy. We had another crap Monday night football game. The Broncos' offense is terrible. The Broncos, they lose to the Chargers 19-16 in overtime. The Broncos in overtime with a chance to win the game. The guys can't even, can't even get a punt. They muffed the punt. The Chargers say thank you, and the Chargers run a couple plays, and they kick a field goal. This is going to be a theme again tonight. Nathaniel Hackett. This man has been beaten down and brutalized in the court of public opinion since he got the job. Trying to kick million-yard field goals. And tonight, get a load of this one. Oh, my goodness. The Denver Broncos had 151 yards just in penalties. That is a football field and a half of going backwards for an NFL team. 151 penalty yards. It's the second most in team history for the Denver Broncos. Not exactly what you want when you're a first-year head coach. You've already been eviscerated in the court of public opinion. You have one of the worst off, and let me, let me be real. I'm going to be very straightforward here. Heading into this game, the Denver Broncos were already 31st in scoring. Russell Wilson is already playing with a strained muscle in his throwing shoulder. The man needed an injection just to play last week. I will assume he got another one to play tonight. They just lost to the Colts 12-9. to They've been losing to everybody. They go back to Seattle, or Russell does, and then they lose there. They lose to Las Vegas. They lose to the Colts, as I just told you. And I mean, the Denver Broncos, they got they they got the New York Jets up next, and even the Jets are winning games. That's not even a gimme. This is about to be real ugly in Denver. Not nice, not good. But anyway, I'm good. I'm great. I'm amazing. I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. If you need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family, Rocket can. I'm going to be hanging out here with you for the next two hours. Yes, coming off the heels of Monday Night Football. Not only am I in the Rocket Mortgage Studios, I'll take the studios with me wherever I want. I'm broadcasting from somewhere where that Russell Wilson did go to school. North Carolina State, the media for the movement tour, it continues on. Yeah, I'm in Wolfpack country. I've had a good time here. We're going to continue to talk about it as the show goes on. And I even had an opportunity to meet some amazing people. And I look forward to sharing all of that with you. Even have a special interview with a special Olympics athlete, my main man, Brian. I'm going to share that with you tomorrow. Right now, Monday Night Football. Let's dive into this. 
I told you about the loss by the Broncos. They fall to two and four. The Chargers, they improve their record to four and two. And Nathaniel Hackett, you will hear from him momentarily. Oh, I don't know what he drinks. I hope he does it safely tonight. Because this was absolutely disastrous. The man looks like he could go commiserate somewhere with Tom Brady right now. He looked miserable. The second half of this game, Russell Wilson, I don't know if the injection wore off. He, his wide receivers also, by the way, they stink. Russell Wilson was sacked four times. He completed three of 11 passes in the second half in overtime. He only passed for 15 yards in the second half in overtime. What's going on with the Broncos? Nobody can be this bad. This is not Space Jam. Nobody took the powers of Russell Wilson here at the end of the game. How do the Denver Broncos have the worst offense in the NFL? It's pitiful. Matter of fact, let me give you an opportunity to, I don't know, kind of walk through things. This is a sad offensive matchup. Ball down to the end of the game where we are in overtime. Both teams had an opportunity to score a touchdown. They did not. The Chargers just missed another opportunity to score. And the Chargers, with the score tied up, they were going to kick the ball to the Broncos. A simple punt. But the Broncos couldn't get their hands on it. This is what that call sounded like, courtesy of the Chargers radio network. And this is a big kick from Scott. Fair catch signaled for. And it's on the ground. Ball is on the ground. Ball is on the ground waiting for a signal as they pull bodies off. It's Charger football. So what happens a few plays after that? After that, Chargers get the ball, their own territory, an opportunity to try to move the ball into field goal position. Dustin Hopkins, who already kicked three field goals earlier on in the game, he steps out onto the field, and he does this. All right, here we go from the left hash. 29-yarder for the win, Dustin Hopkins. Snap, hold, kick is up, and it is good! Chargers win! Yeah, they won. Chargers Radio Network, thank you again. Hopkins, the foot, the winning foot. This man spoke to ESPN after the game. This is what he had to say about all the action he got tonight. It didn't matter, and I I don't mean that like, I could have kicked it from wherever. That's not what I mean. It just meant if it was going to hurt... What's the difference if it's 20 or it's 55? You know, it was just like, well, give it a rip, and that was it. This man was running around with one of those heating pads on his leg. And so good for him. He gets to go home a winner. His head coach, Brandon Staley, someone else who is uh, kind of constantly chided 
for his play calling and his decisions. He says he's proud of his team. Listen. This was a complete team win. Um, it was a tough, rugged game. Outstanding defense over there. And it was tough sledding in every way for all four quarters in overtime. And it was just a tough and rugged game. And it took everybody in Powder Blue to win it. Well, it's tough and rugged for you guys playing. It's ugly for me to sit down and watch. Disastrous. At least they're winners. The Chargers themselves over the past several weeks, they had an okay time here. They beat Houston. They beat Cleveland. They've been beating teams that they actually should go out there and beat. And even in beating Cleveland, they barely got away with a victory because Cleveland missed a field goal late. Not this go-round. Big guy went out there, and he did what he needed to do. Dustin Hopkins for the win. 39-yard field goal. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Nicole is here from Maryland. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Nicole? Thank you. Good after, uh, Good evening to you. Um, I was wondering how it is that folks are blaming Russell Wilson. Russell uh, Wilson is a talented, phenomenal player. I mean, by all accounts. And there's no denying that. I don't care if it's his thumb or what's going on. He is really a talented player. So when, you know, the O-line fails miserably, to protect him. There's no way he can make these spectacular plays that they're looking for when he's under pressure, he's running, he's trying not to get sacked, not to lose the ball. And, you know, you want him to throw the ball, but you don't want to send the guys in to uh, provide a, a safety guard around him, if you will, just so he can make the play. I mean, there's no way for him to actually complete the play without being able to see out onto the field and not throw an interception, not give the ball away. I mean, come on now. It's, there's no reason for him to be the blame for the losses of the, of the Denver Broncos when he's only one player. Yeah, he's phenomenal, but you're only as good as the team that is around you. And if you what? want spectacular plays, yes. then you're going to have to build a spectacular team. Do you believe he is catching the, the most? You think he's receiving most of the blame? I didn't hear you. No, I don't know where Nicole. I didn't hear what you said. I said, do you think he's on the receiving end of, of most of the blame? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, because that's all I hear is people saying, you know, well, the trade uh, to, to Denver, oh, the, the, the Broncos are upset and they're this and they're that. And I'm like, I don't know why, because yeah. they have an excellent uh, quarterback. What they have to do is build around him. And, I mean, the fact that, their two and four now is indicative of the fact that they haven't done their job. Well, I think it's – thank you, Nicole, from Maryland. I, I think welcome. it's – oh, thank you. I think it's a little bit of both. I don't think anybody is throwing the two and four record on, on Russell Wilson, but it's, it's, it's naturally a story right now because, A, he went from Seattle, and right now the Broncos' offense is worse. It is. There were enough conversations that already took place that we learned about over the past two years about Russell Wilson and his standing in Seattle. Is he as mobile as he used to be? No. Who is? Oh, can he still go out there and perform? Oh, yeah, sure. Well, he's finally getting banged up, and he's supposed to be in a better situation. And so that's why people are looking at Russell. And, hey, by the way, I'm watching CBS 
right now, of course, I am CBS Sports HQ. The graphic on the screen showed Russell Wilson, showed his numbers, showed his recent history, and it said, cooked. Am I ready to call the guy cooked? No. There's a lot of issues. There's a lot of problems. This first-year head coach, he's having a worse time than even I would have thought he would have had. The wide receivers have not stepped up. My main man, Dalton Reisner, he's on the offensive line. And by the way, he's my friend, but he is the best offensive lineman that they have. Russell Wilson got sacked four times. And if you really want to know, and, and we've seen enough of this already, Nathaniel Hackett challenges with the clock. Nathaniel Hackett doesn't know whether or not he wants to kick a million-yard field goal or just go for it. He doesn't know what he wants to do. And tonight, this is something that I'm never going to be able to get over. 150 yards and penalties? What? What do y'all do during the week? You studying film? You playing patty cake? There's no discipline? 150 yards? Oh, the, the, the ref's out to get them? Nobody wants to see this. It's a terrible game. Awful game. Garrett is calling from New Orleans. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Garrett? Hey, thanks, y'all, for taking my call. Yeah, I, I just kind of wanted to respond to the last caller. Last caller is talking about you don't blame Russell Wilson. What, what do you mean? You don't blame the $230 million quarterback that you brought in? and basically a win-now team, uh, everybody was pretty much ready to crown the Denver Broncos the AFC West champions after he went uh, over there. I'm uh, not going to go that far. I think people know it would still be a competitive division, which it still is, but go ahead. Right, but exactly. But, I mean, you still obviously have the Chargers. I don't think anybody thought that the Raiders were going to be as bad as they are. But at the same time, they were talking about it being the most competitive division with him going over there. And you have yes. a wide receiver like Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy who quite hadn't really been able to put it all together, but everybody blames that we didn't have a quarterback. He didn't have a quarterback. Now you got a quarterback, and it seems like they're still struggling to find their identity offensively. And if he's not that good, how do you start 10 of 10 and you progressively get worse throughout the game? So that, that's my thing about Russell Wilson. Well, it could also, and this is what we don't know. It could also be the injury. That is certainly his injury. His this tear in his shoulder didn't go away at halftime. You know, right? But he still had it at the beginning of the game too. So, it, so yeah. I mean, that's well, my thing. It's but Garrett, hold on a second. Let's at least let's make this part make sense, right? You ever hurt something on your body? Yeah. Have you ever, like, said, have you ever woke up in the morning and your foot bothered you, and then as you continue to use it, it got worse? Yes. So what would be different here with Russell Wilson? If the man goes into the game with a busted-up shoulder, right, if he gets a pain injection prior to the game and he starts off well, and then as the game progresses, he gets worse, wouldn't it make sense that there's a possibility that the injury is having an effect the longer he plays? Well, no, absolutely. But okay. is that the case? But is that the case all year? Because that's that's what I'm getting at all year. He hadn't put together a good game all year. 
So, right. I mean, if, sure. But tonight, sure. Yeah, absolutely. It, it would have an effect throughout the, the tenure of the game where it would affect his play. But all, all season long, he hadn't put together a good game. So, I mean, if this is something that's been lingering since when he got traded, that's probably something they, they should have looked at no. before they threw a bag of money at him. No, this is this no, this has been no. So and that's why I say it's a it's a mixed bag. The injury is recent. We didn't learn about it until last week. So as far as I know, this has been something that has been bothering him for the better part of eh, two and a half games, including what we saw tonight. Uh, prior to that, we see the issues there. We see how the Broncos have lost. And so my point is there's not one pin in. You can certainly look at Russell Wilson. People are going to look at his salary. They're going to look at what he's going to be paid, what they've committed to, and sure, he's going to shoulder the blame. You're a quarterback in the NFL. You're going to feel it. When you win, you might get too much credit. When you lose, you'll probably get the majority of the blame. But I think we can all take a look at the Denver Broncos as a whole, and we can identify and look at Russell Wilson right now. He is not having his best stretch. He is not playing well right now. There is no ands, ifs, buts, or ways around it. But he is not the only problem. No, absolutely he's not the only problem. But that's the thing about the position of quarterback is you're always going to shoulder the majority of the blame through the good and the bad. So, I mean, quarterback, head coach, you know, and that's pretty much it. You never blame you single out an offensive lineman or a running back to shoulder losses. I mean, it's quarterbacks. Uh, it's yeah, kind of the, unless, the fall of the position. Unless you're Tom Brady and you want to yell at your entire offensive line. It's just different. Hey, Garrett, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, appreciate you taking my call. No doubt. Where the, where the hell was Garrett when I was in New Orleans? Hey, Shep, where was he hiding? I don't know. There's, a, there's more than one person in New Orleans. It's kind of tough to decipher one person, right? I don't know, but I was just there. Now he calls me. I was there for like four better, days. Better late than never. Yeah, he's too late, not me. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. The Chargers, they beat Denver tonight in Los Angeles. The final score, 19-16. to The Denver Broncos, they fall to 2-4. and four. Russell Wilson, another ugly game. His wide receivers, ugly. The offensive line, ugly. And I wish I was exaggerating, but I'm not. The Broncos have the worst offense in the NFL. That's not an exaggeration. It's a fact. They're terrible. And tonight, just to simply be on the receiving end of a punt, they didn't do that. The Chargers kick a field goal. They win the game. Not a great start for Russell in his first year in Denver. Nathaniel Hackett, man, he continues to to get worse. And I'm going to take your phone calls on the other side, 855-212-4CBS. Speaking of head coach Nathaniel Hackett, he just got off of the podium. We're going to hear from him on the other side of the break in addition to you. Yeah, another Monday night football game, another ugly result. No more ugly here, though. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Your credit to your profession. You're one of the rare radio personalities that actually balances facts with whatever callers call me with. I'm also calling for Pearland, Texas, so Pearland, Texas loves you. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, it's just the facts. What else am I supposed to do? Come here and talk nonsense? Unfortunately, the facts tonight, they don't fall in the favor of the the Broncos. It's not too much that has fell in their favor. They now have a record of 2-4. and four. They just lost to Los Angeles, the Chargers, that is, 19-16. 151 penalty yards. An awful game by everybody across the board. Russell Wilson, 188 yards and a touchdown. He was basically non-existent in the second half. The offensive line was crap. There was almost 100 yards of pass interference out of the 150. Not the start that you would want with this new era for everyone involved in Denver. They're 2-4. and four. Nathaniel Hackett has been picked apart from day one. He's obviously not ready. I said weeks ago, at the start of his tenure, when he was trying to kick million-yard field goals to win a game, I said, it's early. Give him time. Well, we've given him time. He still stinks. There have been enough indicators to let you know that this man is not ready, and he very well might get the boot after one year. Russell Wilson is signed for seven. They got to pay this man the big bucks. You're not letting him go. You're not letting him leave. And we know who always takes the fall in the worst of situations. It's the head coach. You can get rid of him a whole lot easier than you can go out there and dump a player. Ask Matt Rule. He was able to get all this money, $72 million guaranteed from David Tepper. Matt Rule has never coached on the NFL level. He fixed programs in college, right? Doesn't mean anything for the pros. It's always easy to get the coach out of the door, not the players. Keep that in mind, and it's still early. Knowing that their offense could not score, knowing that they had a ridiculous amount of penalties, knowing that the offensive line stinks, Knowing that, the Denver Broncos couldn't even handle a punt. Miscommunication on special teams. Nathaniel Hackett, he spoke after the game, and if you can't tell, he's a little sad. I mean, this is this is very disappointing. Uh, we need to have a lot more urgency across the board. Uh, starts with me as a coach, going to all the other coaches, and then to the players. Uh, players need to be, uh, you know, just more urgent. Uh, we we had some opportunities there, and we got to execute at a higher level. We got to come up with some better plays. Oh, oh, he's blaming himself there. I was waiting on it. I was waiting for it. You can we us and we that and we people. The players love it when the coach actually takes some accountability. The players love it when the coach says, I can do better. We got to call better plays. That's you. And we know your play calling from the get-go. Your decision-making hasn't been all that good. 151 yards of penalties? 
That's one whole football field. Backwards. That's half of a football field. Backwards. How the hell do you have that many many penalties in a game? This is what Nathaniel Hackett had to say about going backwards. I'm going to have to go back and look at those and see where they came from, how they happened, and how we can hopefully prevent more of those. Uh, we've been harping on that uh, quite a bit. I think both teams had a lot of penalties in this game. I think uh, last I heard, I think we had 10. I don't know if they had 10 or, or 9 or something like that. Uh, but again, we just got to play cleaner football uh, across the board. Yeah, let me help you out. They, they being the Chargers, had 9 penalties for 89 yards. Meanwhile, his team, 10 penalties for 151 yards. Who cares what's going on on the other side of the field? Y'all stunk. That's your fault. Speaking of moving forward, something that the Broncos are having difficulty doing on the football field, this is how Hackett said they could do so. We have to look from within. Every single person has to look at themselves, how we can all get better, whether it's the penalties, whether it's the self-inflicted wounds, what we can correct to uh, be able to move forward because uh, there's still a lot of football left and we got to grow. We got to be better as a team all around. It starts with me and the, the offense. And then uh, we got to keep the defense off the field. Special teams got to be better. I mean, there are so many different things. Oh, well, he's, oh, he's taking uh, responsibility here. How about that? Self-inflicted wound. Yeah, he's like Plaxico Burris. Disastrous. Ralph is calling from Boise, Idaho. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Ralph, no self-inflicted wounds here for you, right? Oh, maybe there is. Oh, no, I don't know where Ralph went. Matt is calling from Pittsburgh. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR, thanks for taking the call. Sure. Hey, so I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, the Broncos and, and gosh, I, I hate to say it after seeing that game, but, man, their offense draws a lot of similarities to the Steelers and the fact that it just really doesn't seem to work through the first, you know, four to five weeks of the season and uh, now this being week six. But I draw back on something that the Steelers actually did fairly well in week one against the Bengals and somehow still managed to almost throw that game away. But I really don't see Denver doing a lot of two tight end sets to assist with the blocking. Um, really only about 10 to 15% of the time from the quick lookup of the statistics that I've found that they're running these two tight end sets. Now, Russell Wilson, in order to be able to have time needs to be protected, but also having two tight end sets also masks, the run a little bit where you draw in defenders into the box a little bit for run, because when you run these two tight end sets, it it opens up for play action and some different things like that. And I cannot understand why myself, a relatively uneducated person uh, as far as football goes can figure this out, but a head coach in the NFL cannot. Well, I'm not, I don't want to, there's a couple of things here. First of all, you you typically get to that point as a last res- – I don't want to say last resort because that's not accurate. We have plenty of teams that will run out two tight end sets. If you're a team like the Denver Broncos and you want to air the ball out and you're paying Russell Wilson all of this money, that's not necessarily an adjustment that most guys will make. Hey, in, in the middle or the end of a game and say, let's just go out there and, and throw another tight end just for protection purposes. Is it something that a good coach can do? 
Yes. Is an inexperienced coach going to do that right out of the gate? Yes, maybe no. There's, I, I wouldn't say that there's a, a template or a model to do so. Not when you have Russell Wilson now and there's an expectation for him to throw the football. The other element is their running back, Javante Williams, this man is gone. He was supposed to be a big part of their running game, and he's hurt and he's injured. They have Latavius Murray, who nobody expected to see running a football for the Denver Broncos. Melvin Gordon isn't what he used to be. And so saying that they're going to run the ball or they want to add another element of pass protection is something that's, I think, easy to say after the fact and say, oh, well, as opposed to let's just dump another tight end out there to protect him. Why can't the offensive line do their job? Well, the flip side of that is, you know, you you have to play with the hand that you're dealt. I mean, what is the sample size that you need to see? And you and I will 100% agree that Russell Wilson is a lot better standing up than he is flat on his backside. Uh, well, yes, for playing football, yes, I would agree with that. I think most people are better standing up than they are on their asses. I put it to you this way. If you look at the game and you look at what Russell Wilson did to start the game and you look at what took place at the end of the game, at what point would you have made the adjustment? Can you tell me the exact moment? I think realistically, I would call into question whether or not you would even play him. What What's the severity of oh the I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Oh, uh, um, well, that's – well, then diminishing we st- returns with a muscle in- injury. Well, now, now we're bringing in – Quite a few different things. It's like, hey, we could have thrown in a new tight end, and now it's does Russell even play? The second, this is the first half of the game where they scored, okay? The first half, Russell Wilson went out there. He completed 12 of 17 passes. Sounds great. He threw a touchdown. Sounds awesome. 173 yards. Spectacular. Nathaniel Hackett is bad of a coach that he's been here in the early part of his career. I don't think at that point he goes into halftime and goes, well, let's get him another tight end to protect him. Second half of the game, 3-4-11, 15 yards passing. Come on. I mean, there's a different million ways to skin a cat. I think that most of us know, as you do, Matt, I know it. Russell Wilson knows it. Uh, the Walton family who just bought the team knows it. Nathaniel Hackett, who has to coach the team, he knows it. They need to make some adjustments. You just heard it from Nathaniel Hackett. I need to do a better job calling plays. Whether it's injuries, including the Russell Wilson, whether it's his play calling, they stink right now. The offensive line, across the board. We can all go ahead and look at the boxes that need to be checked. Line them up and check them. Quarterback, O-line, the wide receivers, and Jerry Judy, is he just going to be a bust? It looks like it. This man was highly heralded and touted out of college, and he's done what? I think he was yelling at somebody on social media. I can't even remember who it was. And then he had to delete it. Shannon Sharp, I believe. Come on. Get it together. It's just going to be a dub year for Denver. You're going to expect them to all of a sudden go on some type of magical run? Maybe maybe Russell can sprinkle some uh, magic juice on it. I don't know. I don't think so. This is already tough. I thought that they would be an average to okay team. I didn't think that they were going to be the top of the AFC West. And What more do you need to see to know that that's not going to be the case? 
855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. We're going to take more of your calls on the other side of the break. We're going to talk about this muff punt, the opportunity there. And then Justin Herbert. Oh, yeah, he's been dealing with his own injuries over the past several weeks. He had some praise for his kicker. Everybody loves the kicker when he makes the field goal. It's the JR Sport Re Show on CBS Sports Radio. More of your calls on the other side. We'll hear from Herbert and others. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Best sports show in the country, my friend JR. Always a pleasure to talk to you, brother. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. That's right, it's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Chargers beat the Broncos tonight, 19 to 16. Naturally, a lot of the conversation has been around, and justifiably so. What the hell is going on with the Broncos? Well, we learned a little bit more information, having heard from head coach of the Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett, and also Russell Wilson, who just walked away from the podium. And we'll have some audio for you for from Russell Wilson momentarily. Someone who's been running around with a busted-up shoulder, Russell Wilson. Tonight we learned that during the course of the game, he also suffered a hamstring injury. Take that for what it may I will think and believe because it makes sense. It is common sense. You're going to have difficulty moving around and throwing a football coming out of a snap with a busted up leg in addition to a busted up arm. Broncos suck. You can call it whatever you want to call it. Injuries are definitely a factor here. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I did mention to you Justin Herbert. He's been dealing with his own injury, continued to play through it. Rib cartilage. I know his ribs and his cartilage cannot still be 100%. He wanted to give some credit to his kicker, Dustin Hopkins, who had to deal with his own hamstring injury, kicking a field goal and being helped off of the ground. Justin Herbert talked about how tough his own guy is. Listen. We've got so much respect for him. We know he's hurting, and, you know, that's the great part about the NFL is those guys, uh, you know, they're they're committed to our team, and he's tough, and, and that's all you can say about him, for, for him to go out there and play and put up with some pain like that. Um, it's great to see from him. Man, he is, like, the best of the young, young quarterbacks in the NFL. He's, like, low maintenance. I absolutely love it. Justin Herbert, it's like he doesn't want to talk to anyone. He's not in commercials. You're not showing up to the game unless I'm missing it. You know, dressed up in a, a lime green suit like he fell out of a Crayola box. It's unlimited. He's not eccentric like that guy. He just shows up, he plays football, and he whoops everybody's ass. I love it. Man, I love to be a Chargers fan. Too bad a lot of their fans are upset that they moved to Los Angeles, including me. I'm not a Chargers fan, but I just hate the idea of let's take the team from San Diego and run them up to L.A. Hate it. At home with Baker Mayfield. Man, no commercials for him either. 
It's not like Baker Mayfield's going to have commercials either. He stinks now. Poor guy's hurt. Disaster town. Anyway, I told you how bad Nathaniel Hackett has been. Despite that, Justin Herbert, when he speaks, I guess his words do carry weight for the young man. He has high praise for Nathaniel Hackett. Did I hear that correctly? Yes, I did. You know, they've got a great defense, and, and they're really well coached, and that's kind of the, the game that we knew that we were going into, and it's going to be a battle. And, um, you know, they could easily be 5-0 and prior to this game, and, um, you know, we had to just take what they gave us. Uh, it's obviously not pretty, not the way we, we want to win, but uh, a win's a win, and, and we'd love to take it. Oh, that's so nice of him to say. Maybe he was discussing or talking in generalities. Heading into this game, yes, the Broncos' defense has been good. Absolutely. They force turnovers. They're first against the pass. They have one of the best in, in Patrick Sertan, number two, or the second, whatever you want to call it. They can't score to save their lives. They can't. So it's nice of him to say, can't beat anybody. Heard from all the quarterbacks we need to tonight, right? Oh, no. No. Russell Wilson, I know he spoke. We got to hear from him? No. Let's see. Let's play. Let's play. Uh, let's play spin the bottle on Russell Wilson comments going to be the here. same. They're all going to be the see. same. You know it. Huh. Russell Wilson. The team sucks right now. The defense is good. Very good. Defense, damn it. It's one of the best in the NFL. It's first coming into this game against the pass. The offense, garbage. The worst in the NFL. I'm not exaggerating. Russell Wilson just finished speaking to the media, and he was asked, hey, is the offense and the defense beefing? Is the defense mad at the offense? I can imagine Russell Wilson saying, hold on, don't play it yet, Shep. Russell Wilson is going to say something like, no, we're on the same page. We're going for the same goal. Of course, we all are concerned about the future and what we need to do, but we're working together and we're tired. He's going to say something like that. What did Russell Wilson have to say about division in the locker room? Listen. No, we don't have division in our locker room. I mean, you guys saw how how hard we played for each other tonight. I mean, everybody, it didn't go our way, but. Um, everybody's fighting their butts off every day. The guys up front all line, receivers, tight ends, running backs, the de- defense, the defensive <laughs> line, linebackers. Um, and just, I mean, our, our safeties in corner. I mean, everybody's playing for each other. We felt like we could have won the game. Oh, okay. I wasn't close. Was I close? No, right? You were, you were pretty close. Okay. Well, team started off hot, man, and then it wasn't hot. And Russell Wilson started off hot. And then he wasn't hot. And then we found out that he was injured. And then they just stunk. How do you explain 173 yards passing in the first half to 15 in the second? How do you explain passing 12 of 17 in the first half and 3 for 11 the rest of the game? Russell Wilson says we started off great. We know that. What else did he say? Well, I thought we started off great. I mean, everybody was catching the ball. Guys were making plays. We're, we looked like how I feel like we should look like. We kept our tempo up and everything else. Uh, Dolchers had made a great touchdown. Um, the energy was high early on. 
It's a good football team out there, but but we're just as, just as good, if not better, and we feel like, and we got to answer the call. You know, it's uh, adversity is is, is uh, challenging us right now, but um, the only way I the only way I know through through it all is just continue to work hard. Okay. Is working hard going to fix his hamstring? Is working hard going to fix his shoulder? Is working hard going to get him improved offensive line? Is working hard going to get him new wide receivers? Is working hard going to get him an experienced head coach? I don't think so. This is just going to be a rough year, a rough one for this squad, for Denver. And congratulations to the Bolts. You know, you think about the Chargers, and every year it's, oh, when are they going to get over the hump? You know, what head coach can we blame this year for their lack of preparation, for their time management skills that ultimately never seem to exist? What happens next? Well, I can put it to you this way. For as bad as Denver has been, the Chargers are in a position right now where they are 4-2. and two. And they're tied with the Chiefs. AFC West. There's two teams at the top. And there are two teams at the bottom. Who would have thought the Raiders would be absolute crap? And who would have thought the Denver Broncos, after securing Russell Wilson, would have a 2-4 and four start? And now he's busted up some more. A hamstring injury now. I'm going to take your calls on the other side, and yeah, we'll hear more from Russell Wilson here on CBS Sports Radio. Adversity is uh, challenging us right now.